Dong Earthlets, my name is Conrad and welcome to another in our series of Space Spinner 2000 Collected Episodes. Our goal with these is to collect our coverage of 2080 thrills and storylines in one place so you can easily listen to them in one go. Our great accompaniment to reading the 2080 collections that Rebellion publishes, we're just here stuck with the good stuff without being interrupted by the other stuff. This time, we're continuing our coverage of the adventures of mutant bounty hunter Johnny Alpha and his buddy Wolf with the story Outlaw, a sort of sequel to the portrait of a mutant story. This tale of globe and planet-spanning intrigue began in Prague 363 and ran to Prague 385. That's April and September, to to September 1984. It's all written by the Alan Grant-John Wagner combine, doing business here under the name Alan Grant, with amazing art by King Carlos Escara and lettering by Jack Potter. You can find it either in the Strontium Dog SDHC Files 2 or on its own in a smaller B-format book on the Rebellion web store or your preferred bookseller. Outlaw's the first real contemporary, full-powered Strontium Dog epic, with Journey to Hell featuring a Johnny, Wolf, and Gronk out of their element and without many of their key weapons, and Portrait of a Mutant about a young Johnny, this is our hero at the height of his powers. It also brings in characters from both previous epics and from smaller stories we've seen along along the way, like Middenface McNulty and the Styx Brothers, to say nothing of the ultimate evil, which I'll not spoil at this point. It's time to get the band back together and fight once more for mutant kind. Keep an eye out for my favorite, the torso from Newcastle, as we head out with Strontium Dog Outlaw. Episode 113. Progs 362 to 365. March and April 1984. Thrill 4. Strontium Dog. Oh man, I've been waiting for this. Yeah, buddy. Alan Grant and John Wagner is Alan Grant. Uh, art robot Carlos Escarra, learning robot Jack Potter. So Barney says that it's just Alan Grant doing this writing. I'm skeptical just because these two guys are working together all the time. So I'm just going to give J- uh, John Wagner some some shine in here. Um, they also like in the sh- in the store page for this they list Wagner as a as a co-author. So I feel like it's more than just Alan Grant doing this writing. I don't know. Okay. Um, anyhow, this is the start of the Strontium Dog epic tale, Outlaw. Uh, this is another one of these, like, spine stories. Like, if you remember, like, a portrait of a mutant before it, it's one of these ones mm. that's gonna go for, like, over 20 weeks, well into the fall of 1980, of uh, 1984. I'm super excited about it. Fuck off, really? Yeah, this is gonna be a long one. It's gonna be real exciting. Um, so you also, Fox, I'm sure remembers the first sticks from the Shickle Gruber grab way back in oh, uh, yeah. Prague 180 or in uh, Prague's 182 to 188. And just to uh, just to freak you out a little bit, we've now done double the number of episodes and comics for, for when we read those. Shut up. Yeah, because it was like it was like it was a, it was like episode like 56. And Don't we're tell me like, that. Oh, on God. like one twelve, right or one thirteen, right now. That so, doesn't feel that long ago. Freak I'm out. old. Hey, man, we're going through it at record pace because we're cool dudes chewing up this back. These are back issues. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. The sticks arrive at jo- at the planet Jock's landing and barge into a meeting hall during the annual fish supper, which is apparently a uh, the Scottish term for fish and chips, but is now some sort of ancient Scottish ritual, space Scott ritual they do. Uh, on the planet Ock 11. All right. <laughs> Goddamn. It's, I mean, so I guess, yeah, so I guess the Scots call fish and chips, uh, fish supper, which is, I guess, like how c- c- Canadians huh. call Kraft Mac and Cheese Kraft dinner. I'm sure our Scottish listeners are now very angry at me, and for that, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, I'm, your ways are mysterious to us. But, uh, these wow. guys, these Scots, these space Scots are toasting the noble flounder and playing bagpipes when the sticks burst in and kill a whole bunch of them. They, yeah, just really just gun them down in cold blood. Yeah, they gra- And then call themselves Johnny and Wolf. Yeah, they grab the survivors and, yeah, tell them to say this murder was done by Johnny Alpha and Wolf Sternhammer to frame up! Oh my god, bad news. Yeah, a week later, Wolf and Johnny are taking down a bounty when they come under fire from Pimply Smith, who's got a warrant for their deaths, 50,000 credits each. Uh, luckily, Pimply's quickly taken out by Judo, but this is a worrying situation. They better get back to the doghouse to figure it out. 
So, we're at the doghouse, the headquarters of the Strontium Dog. Dogs, uh, Johnny and Wolf, arrive to get answers, which seems tough when everybody starts trying to claim the termination <laughs> warrant. Um, Johnny says he's there to turn themselves in because this is all a mix-up, and they confront Harvey, the base director, who doesn't have any sympathy because he shows them a video of a whole bunch of people from Mach 11 fingering Johnny and Wolf for the murders. Yet, mysteriously not describing what they look like. Mm, anyway. They talk about the Wolf's hammer, I think, but that's about it. Johnny says it's a setup, but Harvey isn't listening and goes for a gun on his desk. Johnny kicks the desk over, again says he's being framed, and gags Harvey and traps him under the desk as they run out. Mm-hmm. They tell the other dogs, oh yeah, that's fine, just a mistake, whatever. And then they go to their quarters and grab all their It's gear. the Gronk! We see the Gronk! Yeah, they're all out of uh, time bombs, too, which is also a problem. Um, lo- all loaded up. They say They say that the Gronk has to stay put. Because things are about to get way too exciting for his hearts to handle. Which, yeah, I hope is true. Don't worry, you know, don't worry, though. We'll, we'll get more Gronk as the story progresses. Just oh, in case, fucking sweet. In case you're worried. <laughs> back in uh, back in Harvey's office, the Styx bros arrive and let Harvey, knows the bad, Harvey know the bad news. He's been killed by Johnny Alpha and then they <laughs> hunt him down. <laughs> oh, my God. So I just really... Out for real-time revenge. They're getting this frame-up going. Harvey's dead. They're killed by Johnny and Wolf. The Stronts are at first pretty stoked about this. They're like, like, they killed Harvey. That's awesome. I'm not going to kill him anyway now. Um, (laughs) But then the bounty comes down 100,000 credits each. Holy shit. That means the guys in the doghouse are all after them. Um, Except for some who have their doubts... Our oh old my friends, Middenface McNulty, Evans the Fist, at the torso from Newcastle! Oh, hell yeah, dude, they're back, and they're like, basically, they're like, yeah, we don't, there's no way Johnny did this. Yeah, we fought We were by, totally bros back in the war. We fought side by side in the war, there's no way he'd do that. So they decide to start trying to help him out. <laughs> Is pretty so awesome. awesome. I'm so excited. All uh, of those characters are dope. Definitely, they tell uh, they tell uh, the torso to get uh, young Clacton or something. I, I forget the name exactly. Whatever. Um, the young fuzz. Yeah, the fuzz. They, they tell him to get the fuzz because remember the the Clacton fuzz was one of the uh, mutants that oh, died yeah. in the course of Portrait of the Mutant, right? Um, so Johnny and Wolf hear the announcement too, and soon come under the guns of a whole bunch of other strontium dogs. An electro flare lets them escape without hurting any a- any of them, and Johnny then burns through the floor to take a shortcut to the escape pods as uh, as the dogs head to the uh, docking bay instead. But they get redirected to the escape pods by those jerk Dude. stick brothers. So crazy! So as Johnny and Wolf head to the pods, they're surprised. It's they're they're trapped next time. A dog's best friend. Oh my god, it's just so awesome, Conrad. I love yeah. this. No, listen. So much. Yeah, it's this great opening of the sticks being all evil, and then you just jump right into action with the with a uh, Johnny and Wolf like blasting their way through the doghouse. Cameo. Then, Cameos. Then we've got the return of all the characters we love from the Portrait of a Mutant storyline, which is so oh. amazing. Um. And, yeah, now they're, like, in this desperate situation and stuff like that. This one, you know, I had some complaints about, um, what, the Moses Quest storyline, which had, like, kind of a slow open and stuff and kind of did things a little bit. What I love about this story is that we're just immediately at in this huge chase, and it's going to go on for a long time and be super awesome. Oh man, I'm so excited! Definitely, this is you know, I mean, like I said, this is the this is the spine of 1983. It's the or 1984, I should say. Um, it's one of these ones that's going to just go, yeah, basically until the fall. Like we're going to go straight from Strunt from the Stronti of Dog story to Nemesis Book Four. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> awesome. Episode 114, Progs 366 to 369. April and May 1984. Thrill 4, Strontium Dog. The contest for your lives. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Script robot Alan Grant and John Wagner as Alan Grant. Art robot Carlos Scarlet and robot Jack Potter. So, uh, Johnny and Wolf. I mean, they're on the run still. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to escape the doghouse using the escape pods. 
but they've been found out by other dogs that are trying to kill them. Johnny uses a beam polarizer to, po to nullify their guns, but it doesn't work when, when one of them throws a gas grenade. Luckily, oh the old guard, their old buddies from the Mutant Rebellion, Middenfaced McNulty, yes. the Torso from Newcastle, and yes. Evans the Fist show up yeah. just in time. Awesome. Yeah, they know Johnny's innocent and are thrown in to clear his name. The old guard is together again, along with Frinton Fuzz, son of Clacton Fuzz. Hey, that guy was all right. Welcome yeah, to the team. absolutely. With the torso at the controls, the escape pods launch, and they take a, have to take immediately evasive action against an interceptor ship. They smash through the atmosphere into the heart of the Antarctic rainforest and pile out. The torso's unconscious, and Johnny has to carry him as the interceptor begins a strafing run. Oh, my God. It's just, like, uh, so much action. <laughs> totally. Yeah, the Interceptor's buzzing them. Johnny takes it out with a number four cartridge, and the old guard make their way deep into the jungles of Antarctica. I'm commenting, of course, that the flying snakes and monkey gators are delicious. Yeah, more than enough to tide them over. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the old guard plans their next move. And it's probably going to be going to Jock's Landing to get some answers about this frame-up. Meanwhile, at the doghouse, there's a new human Ugh. director, Norman King. King hates mutants, and they hate them back. But order is maintained by the harsh guns of the Styx brothers and the doghouse guards. Disloyal dogs will be weeded out and dealt with. Dude. It's a reign of terror at the uh, at the doghouse. King gets word that the Strontium dogs have landed in Antarctica, and the other uh, Strontium dogs are alerted to this. The Styxes are loyal to King because of the money he pays them, and they're the only ones that know the truth that Norman King is actually Nelson Bunker Creelman. How is it possible? The anti-mutant hate monger and Johnny Alpha's father... Dude, he was stuck in a time loop. That's what right. Happened? I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, so with Slain ended, Strontium Dog moves to the front of the comic as the Antarctica militia flies in um, as protected by the psychic abilities of the torso. Dude. <laughs> he's, you know, he's got no head and he can sense danger coming. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, it's ridiculous. And I, I guess people just understand everything that he's saying. He's got uh, a, yeah, he's got a complicated, like, a series of hand moves that he does. <laughs> it's real great. <laughs> Definitely. So the jetpack troops are launched as Johnny oh, yeah, warns. Yeah, right. More jetpack troops. Uh, Johnny warns against killing them though, because they don't want to add to their crimes too much. He shoots an electro flare, and they just start beating the crap out of the uh, distracted troops. <laughs> oh my god! The militia, the militia drops fire bombs, which burn up the which, which uh, set fire to Frint and Fur, and the old guard makes for the river to swim to safety. They've managed to escape. In. Mind you, they napalm their own troops. That's right. Yeah, most of the uh, most of the of the militia guys are in fact taken out by the um, <laughs> by the firebombs of the of the Antarctic militia itself. <laughs> it's real ridiculous. Super bad. Um, so they manage to swim to a burrow in the middle of the river of a river to make camp and get bandaged up. Even Wolf has taken some hits. He broke his arm. It seems like. They, Jesus. Just, they decide that once the heat dies down, Johnny, Wolf, and Middenface will head to the spaceport while Torso guards the heavily injured Fuzz and Evans. The fist. At the doghouse, King raises the bounty on all the fugitives to 200,000 credits each and double for the head of Johnny Alpha. And that just basically turns everyone against them. Absolutely. 1.2 million. Yeah. The Strontium dogs are allowed to go to Earth to catch these fugitives. Oh, they're ghastly! <laughs> oh, especially the stinky ones. Yeah. Well, well, we see some guys that we know already, like our buddy Egghead and stuff, as well as some new guys, including one with a lethal stench. So fucking cool. It's real awesome. Um... Johnny, Wolf, and Middenface are floating down the river as some dogs float by. We see a bunch of other strons, including a man bat and an elephant and a man elephant, um, are on the hunt. <laughs> Though, so 
<laughs> yeah, and although all they find as they search for them using the uh, the, you know, man bats uh, radar is a bunch of uh, pangaroos, which are pretty funny. Just I love all this stuff with the um with the new rainforest Antarctica that's replaced the once frozen wasteland. <laughs> it's uh, it's. Making for great comedy, at the very least. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny tries to reason with them, but the 800,000 credits for just these three is too much to be reasoned with. The guys are forced to fight. We got a real awesome part where Wolf hits the Batman with uh, the the happy stick. Uh, these dogs are beaten, but now every strand in the city is coming after them. Next time, three dog night. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad that this switched to front of issue. Yeah, it's definitely a great spot just for this comic that's got so much action and just so much stuff happening all at once. It's really amazing. <sighs> just, it's the thing that I've been looking forward to every time. Like, it's after, after, uh, 366. Like, things just turned up so hard so fast. Absolutely. Yeah, these guys are just fighting their way through the whole earth at this point. It's great. <laughs> Episode 115, Progs 370 to 373, May and June 1984. Through one strontium dog. Oh Yeah. Script robot Alan Grant and John Wagner is Alan Grant. Art robot Carlos Escara, letting robot Jack Potter. Okay, Fox. <laughs> oh man, Skrakow, Shram, Skrakow, Star Shells. Uh, so Johnny Alpha, Wolf, and Middenface McNulty are on the run, sneaking through the Antarctic jungle when some star shells go off, illuminating them. Um, they come under fire from a bunch of mutant gunmen, and Middenface gets shot in the head lumps. My lumps. No, yeah, he got a whole lump shot off. It was yeah. pretty gross. It's pretty gross. He responds by firing a smoke shell, which allows them to escape through the mutant ambush, even as they come, even as the ambushers come after our guys with killdozers. And just shooting their own guys, because there's a lot of smoke. Yeah, there's a lot of chaos and stuff. Wolf gets shot in the arm, and our guys take the dozers and escape. Um, oh, sorry, they take one of the dozers and turn it against the other strants. And then they escape in classic 2080 fashion when they head to a storm drain <laughs> and head into the sewers. A sewer level is is the uh, is the most important level. Got to have yeah. one in every uh, story. <laughs> Back, much. yeah, pretty much. Back at the doghouse, the stick the sticks brothers have come for the Gronk, who immediately no. has a heart attack and dies, winning <laughs> one of the brothers a hundred creds from the other because he bet that the Gronk would just die right away. <laughs> So rough being a gronk. Seriously. Meanwhile, the new director, Norman King, aka the uh, genocidal Nelson Bunker Creelman, reflects on the events of the Portrait of a Mutant storyline. So he does a face off because he's wearing a rubber mask. Yeah, face off to the hand movement. <laughs> um, My man. <laughs> so basically, you know, at the end of Portrait of a Mutant, he was left in a time trap. And we see that the Styx brothers there on unrelated business just sort of found him and um, freed him. He used and, and it seems sort of like nonchalant. They're just like, uh, let's just hear what he has to say because it could mean money for us. And then, <laughs> yeah, I guess they, they got you know they it. got a lot of greed and they know an opportunity when they see one. You know, <laughs> um, once he was freed, Creelman used his remaining influence um, and he schemed the Stixes to put this whole plan we're seeing into action. The Stixes arrive at Creelman's office and toss the dead Gronk Gronk into the garbage there, and then Creelman sends them to Ach Eleven, the uh, the Scottish world where this whole thing started, to take out Alpha when he arrives there in classic villain fashion. He wants Johnny alive. Yeah, he wants to break his hands or break break his hands. God, break his neck with his bare hands. That's right. And, uh, you know, I gotta say about this uh, particular one, really good good way of handling like uh, in case you didn't know from people who might not have read. Kind yeah, of no the uh, the flashback was a pretty good flashback of just giving you the high points of Portrait of a Mutant and stuff, which mm. is really important for this one just because it you know it gives you so much of this story of uh, Johnny's father and stuff that's really important for this thing. Mm. But you know, like we've said before, I mean, there's just people that haven't read that far back. I mean, Portrait of a Mutant was like a, in like you know 
uh, over a hundred progs ago, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Not possible. It's just tough. Um, and, but speaking of being alive, Fox, uh, <laughs> the Gronk has managed to restart his hearts just in time to basically hear the previous conversation. <laughs> um, and then have another heart attack. Yeah. Well, the shock that Johnny's father is still alive and stuff, uh, gives him another heart attack indeed. I love the way that they describe it too, because like in the sort of the start of this, they're like, so Gronks have heart attacks. They got really weak hearts, but the more adventurous ones of them uh, generally have this ability to restart their heart. And I'm yeah. like, the Gronk is 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 a strontium dog, and I guess that makes him adventurous. Yeah, I mean, you know, like Gronk's less. Yeah, he's more like a com- like like a computer that kind of goes into cooldown. Then eventually, like once it's ready, sort of reboots on its own and stuff like that. You exactly. know. Um. Anyhow, in the sewers, Middenface blocks the entrance with his uh, missile launcher or, or bazooka or whatever. And it's cool. The, yeah, and the team makes their way through the underground in relative safety. But what's that smell? I, I love how they just they do the whole finger pointing yuck. And then uh, Johnny smells the water to make sure that it's not the sewage water that's making yeah, the smell. Grossly. It's like this whole thing. He like, gets a handful of the sewage water, holds it up to his face. Not something I would do, I must say. <laughs> not um, ever. But it, so it's not the sewer though, because the water's clean. So there's only one answer. It's got to be Smelly Quinn ambushing them. Oh, oh I knew God. that smell would be the death of me. <laughs> Dude, I oh, man, he was like the the secret character I was excited about the most because he was the stinky one, and uh, he died from doing died from what his, he was. Yeah, I guess. his 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 yeah. He he was hiding around the corner, but his stink lines were visible for all to see. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so our so our boys are in the city. They swiftly carjack a vehicle from the Antarctic Brotherhood and uh, dress in their stolen robes. When, so when they arrive at the, at the spaceport, where there are at least fifteen Strons waiting for them. Yep. In these disguises, uh, Johnny Wolf and Middenface go for subterfuge. They send a false tip that a nearby hearse is in oh, fact carrying is them. Up. Yeah, which caused the mutants to, like, grab this hearse and pull out the coffins, shoot them up, pry them open, and realize, oh, no, there's just a bunch of dead dudes in here. <laughs> Not the people we're looking for. While while people are crying. Yeah, like, oh, the, my like, father. dead father. Yeah. Like, Lighten up, toots, they're dead anyway. <laughs> so horrible. So our, uh, our guys are entering uh, disguised as um, religious dudes. But the blood on Middenface's face from getting one of his lumps shot off causes them to be identified. They get rumbled by the dogs. They got to make a break for it as a gunfight uh, opens up. They jump through uh, the windows of the spaceport and make their way onto the field. There's a fast space liner that they can steal. They're all, they can almost make it, but suddenly there's some jeeps and stuff coming after them. They won't be able to get there in time. Man, my favorite part of this is like as they're making their escape, they're running through the mess hall or like some cantina. Yeah, like stepping on people's food and stuff. Yeah, and like as Middenface is getting pulled through the window by Wolf, he's like, he's visibly eating some of the food. (laughs) Definitely. Next time, lucky dogs. Oh, man. It's a good one, man. Just I, some, I liked me some Strontium Dog this Yeah, morning. just some good action. Like, these guys rolling through Antarctica, like, getting in various gunfights and stuff like that. Um, cool plot development with the with uh, Nelson King and all that stuff. Or, uh, what is it? Norman King as... Um, in disguise, Nelson Creelman and stuff. I'm I'm really excited for the rest of this for, for I, how the story is going to go. You know, we're still in the early days, and there's a lot more to come. I I really like. There's not a lot of text in portions of this, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think the most talking anyone does is in the fucking sewers uh, and around the Gronk. But yeah. it, it, there's just so much action going on, and they really try to open it up for that. And man, oh man, just like it's just so well done. Like Ascara eats your heart out, you know. Yeah, they're definitely get, uh, letting Ascara just sort of do his thing and and be real crazy about it, and that's always to be appreciated. I really love it, man. Episode one hundred and seventeen, Progs three hundred and seventy four to three hundred and seventy eight, June, July, and August nineteen eighty four. Thrill one, Strontium Dog. 
Yeah. It just keeps running at such a great pace. <laughs> That's right. Uh, script robot for Strong Team Dog, Alan Grant and John Wagner is Alan Grant. Art robot colors is scary. Letting robot Jack Potter. So, on the run, Johnny Alpha, Wolf Sternhammer, and Middenface McNulty look trapped on a spaceport tarmac by approaching Strontium Dogs that are coming after him. When suddenly, Middenface's old buddy, Spud Murphy, and Big Eddie show up, fire some gas bombs, oh, and buy them some time. Yeah. <laughs> man, I love that this man is a potato. It's real, uh, it's, I mean, I guess it, I was gonna say it's real apt, but like, I guess Middenface is Scottish, so it's a little different. Um, anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> the outlaws steal a nearby spaceship belonging to Mr. Barrington Boots, a rich guy, and then use his name to get free to, uh, to, uh, like like take off and escape the uh the spaceport apparently he's gonna get even with them i feel like that's a story thread that's not gonna pick back up i don't think so meanwhile a couple other strons including our old buddy egghead from um the God. portrait of mutant story um are closing in on our buddy frinton fuzz evans the fist and the torso from freaking newcastle and the Mantis guy who's with them just burning everything, and that's how they're flushing them out. And he's just doing it because he's a crazy pyro person. Crazy. Just likes watching shit burn. Yeah, he's a little firebug. Um, <laughs> wow. Our heroes managed to sick some musk rocks on them, which is uh, crocodiles combined with musk oxes. Um, and those things, things yeah, it's cool because there's all these mutant guys. Remember, they're like the, those penguin kangaroos last yeah. time and stuff. Um, that was great. Yeah, so they attack the uh, the Strons, they bite the fuel tank of their boat and sends them all exploding. Oh man, uh, for doom or for yeah. damn. And the mountain, yeah, and the, and the mountain, and the mantis guy dies in this explosion. The outlaws take Egghead and his crony captive, and then they're beamed up by Johnny and company. The, in, in a very comical beaming up. I'm really glad they did that. It's real good. Like, I love watching people beam up, and they they got like little swoosh lines because they're just like wiggling around while they beam. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Not enough tractor beams in my daily life, I got to say. Uh, That's what I'm saying, man. Remember those? Remember tractor beams. Of course. The assembled outlaws hold a war council and make plans. They plan to head to Jock's Landing to investigate the frame-up of Johnny. Meanwhile, at the doghouse, Norman King sends... Um, troops out to catch them, and his trash, including the dead body of the Gronk, is taken away. Oh my god, he's going down the garbage chute, yeah. grabs a thing with his nose. Yeah, he once again comes... another heart attack. Yeah, he comes to life uh, on the conveyor belt to the uh, recycling plant, Yeah, and, like, and, and, and reflexively in his death throes, grabs a handle with his nose to avoid for falling further as he once again dies. <laughs> Just so many heart attacks. I, I can't wait till these stories link up. Because... Definitely. Um, um, this is very funny. Yeah, arriving the AUG system, the outlaws are hailed by an interceptor craft and have to take ev evasive action. Johnny and Middenface prepare to make a landfall, leaving Wolf behind to recover from his gunshot wound. So, Johnny and Middenface arrive in the AUG system, and they uh, land on the shore of this Scottish planet, and things get just super Scottish all of a sudden. Oh, oh. my god. And apparently all Scotsmen know each other, and also Scotsmen are the coolest humans, because they don't uh, get real racial with mutants. Ahoy, Jimmy! Yes. May your kilt never wilt! Oh my, that was my favorite. I do want that to just be a sign-off I give people. Do it. Yeah. They uh, they trade their escape pod for a punt boat and arrive at, J at a jock's landing. Everybody on the planet loves Middenface, and so they're quickly able to get a bunch <laughs> of... knows him. Yeah, everybody, yeah, they know and love him. He's the top Scott. Um, they get all the, like, city fathers assembled to discuss the murder at the fish supper. Everybody says it was Johnny Alpha that that done did it, but none of them actually recognize Johnny Alpha sitting at the table with them. Um, because and of so, of course, he's just like, hey, man. Yeah. Stop. What's going on here? Stop lying. Um, and so the fathers admit that, yeah, it was those Styx brothers. Meanwhile, a wee bairn runs home to tell the Styxes that, about this, because they've taken his parents hostage, and he tells them that, that Johnny's there, so the trap sprung Alphazars. <laughs> Dude, that Styx brothers look real gross. They're real evil, like man. Yeah, they got cool hats. They got a cool willingness to hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's the big takeaway from this. If if you're yeah. gonna be cool, you might as well uh, threaten like fifty fishwives. I mean, if you're gonna be cool in an evil way, absolutely. Yeah. So at the fish gutting plant at Lock at Jock's Landing, where the um the uh, the ladies of the settlement are attacked by the Sticks brothers, they send them to the they send one of the ladies to the council with a message, which is Johnny is to give himself up, or all the ladies are dead. Specifically on this page, and this is one of the few times that I've caught art weirdness. Um, it's like the second page in on this. One of the fishwives has really doofy eyes, like someone <laughs> upside down or something. Yeah, it's just it's really strange. It's, <laughs> it's an upside down eyeball. Weird. Uh, yeah, look for it. I mean, I guess if you have the Brock, <laughs> I'll put it up there. You know, I'll, I'll I'll try to post the art. I've been falling down that, but I'll do better. Um, so Johnny agrees to give himself up because enough innocents have here have suffered because of him. He demands answers of the sticks, but don't get them. Instead, they just buffalo him upside the head by one of the, with their gun barrels, and is and and, and knocked have to out. Take him in alive, right? Yep. Middenface goes to attack, but he gets shot in the chest. Middenface, no. I I stood up actually when this happened because I got real mad. I'm like, don't, no one's killing Middenface. That's right. Yeah, the sticks are all about the money, yeah. not revenge, and they drag the unconscious Alpha back to their ship. When they go, it turns out that Middenface is still alive. Woo! Because yeah. the city fathers do that, do the thing I always tell. I'm always telling people to do in movies, which is like, yeah, like just like say the person's dead, or just like pr- pretend to be dead. You know, it'll be fine. Just wait till they leave. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, anyhow, <laughs> the sticks is blast off, taking Johnny Alpha back to the tender embrace of his father, the evil hate monger <laughs> Nelson Bunker Creelman. The tender embrace. That's right. Uh, next time, dog collared. I'd really like it if the twist were that while he keeps saying he definitely wants to kill his son, really he just secretly wants to uh, hold him in his arms and, and throw the pigskin around, but he doesn't want anyone to know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a parody for the cats in the cradle now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> The cat's in the cradle in the mutant gulag. <laughs> oh Anyhow. Um, but, yeah, fun stuff, man. Some good action, good explosions, and then just, like, good aliens or a good, like, uh, Scottish stuff. Fun entry Hilarious. in Strontium Dog this month. This month, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real funny and one that's been sort of grim and or just kind of action-y recently. So it's, it's a, it's, it's a yeah. lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, like, the whole time it just keeps... Uh, running. It like, yeah. doesn't try, like, and this is something I think we've uh, talked about with Strontium Dog, where I feel like, say, a rogue trooper is a bit more sluggish. Like, Strontium Dog just runs. Yeah, well, I and mean. It just keeps going, and a lot of things happen per, uh, per episode, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the difference between an episodic story like Rogue Trooper and something that's really just built to be sort of like one storyline and then they're out, which is mm-hmm. what we've seen Strontium Dog be. You know, there's not like, that's like there's definitely some, but especially since they came back in like 335 or so, like these Strontium Dog stories have definitely been like, hey, like we're going to come in, we're going to have like a 10 prog story and then we're going to be out for a little bit and then we're going to come back in and do that as opposed to just kind of like, all right, like, you know, We'll have some, let's have some one shots. Let's have like some two or three prog stories, stuff like that, that sort of can slow things down. So you're saying that they're, they're kind of these, these, this group of guys that swoop in, uh, just wreck havoc and then swoop back out only to come back at a later time, like just wrecking havoc. Episode 118, progs 379 to 382. August and September 1984. Through one strontium dog. God, this, ah, it's just so good, Connor. Yeah. It's just so good. It's true. Script robot Alan Grant and John Wagner's Alan Grant. Art robot Color So Scary. Letting robot Jack Potter. So, okay, Fox. At Jock's Landing on the planet Ach. Um, <laughs> um, I love the reasoning for why he's not dead. Yeah, Middenface McNulty comes to after it's revealed that this giant money belt he wears under his kilt was what stopped the Styx's bullets. <laughs> In fact, about 40,000 reasons why yeah, he didn't die. 40,000 40, bucks in cash was what stopped the bullets, and now he's pissed because he's lost the money. Um, all, I, all I've got to say is that that 
I can wear a bandolier with 40,000 in each slot instead of bullets, that's kind of like, uh... I mean, that's your, that's your hidden bandolier underneath your clothes. You know, it's a money belt. Um, that's so great. <laughs> or, or a bobby belt, I believe, as he calls it. Um, so he's also distressed to learn that Johnny has been taken, and we cut to the doghouse where the Stixes bring Johnny Alpha's body to Norman King and get their 400,000 credits. And then apparently add him into a BDSM-style torture. Well, I'd say first he comes to strapped to a clockwork orange chair. Um, which That's fair. Which Norman actually. King, yeah, he reveals that it's a psychological torture device. It makes you think your worst fears. And then you experience them, in this case, Johnny, being attacked by imaginary rats. Um, he demands to know why, but King isn't telling him or the tech that's also helping him operate the device. Who he kicks out pretty much yeah. immediately. Well, that's because he does want to tell. So when the tech leaves, King reveals <laughs> or enters the torture room and reveals his identity that he is Johnny's father. No evil guy can, uh, can I guess, uh, resist letting someone know that I'm not actually that guy that you thought I was. I'm your dad. Nah, listen, it's much more delicious to tell the person that they've been one-upped by their arch nemesis. Um... <laughs> So, Nelson Bunker Creelman explains his recent backstory to Johnny, which we've heard before, is that the Sticks is, you know, freedom, and then he used his p- remaining political connections to make his assumed identity Norman King, head of the Strong Team Dogs, and now he's going to use those dogs to become the greatest criminal force in the history of humankind! And then I guess just does some extra evil stuff to remind us that he's a bad guy. Yeah. By listening to strontium dogs that are in the bar, like, oh, this seems a little outlandish. And like, yeah, I, I guess that's pretty intense. Like, you should just kill Johnny. And he's like, they're bad. Kill yeah. them, Sticks. Especially and because I, Johnny's, sc- yeah, because jo- he leaves Johnny to be tortured. And apparently his screams can be heard all throughout the doghouse, which is tough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I so- mean, for some, we'll see later that I guess it just doesn't matter. It's, 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 I mean, it's generally tough, but everybody stops noticing it because the ones who complain get assassinated by the Styx brothers, who are now sort of uh, the sergeant at arms for Norman King's control of the, of the doghouse. So basically, Just a mass culling. Yeah, and so after this, you know, the word goes out find the rebels or be killed. You're either with King or against him. And it just shows a bunch of people jettisoning out of that place. Yeah, like, everybody oh, flying out. We gotta go. <laughs> Next prog, a couple strong team dogs are closing in on the rebels when Wolf and the boys come out from under the sand and capture them. Sort of a rogue trooper style, so, I'd say. Uh, well, exactly, but more awesome because but, yeah. there's a Doberman Pinscher, uh, I guess, mutant, and then yeah. a guy without a nose. Yeah, no nose, That's something or other. All right. I mean, you know, there's a wide range of what makes a mutant a mutant, buddy. You know, sometimes you got a dog head, sometimes you just got no nose. Like, whatever. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, They... Um, they take the guys, take the uh, attacking dogs prisoner and get some information for him, namely that uh, Johnny's been captured and Middenface is dead. It's rough news unle- until at least uh, Middenface himself shows up and Mark Twain's everybody. That's when reports <laughs> of your death have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> wow. Also, just want to shout out to the torso of Newcastle making a really great statement that no one interprets. Yeah, it's tough. during this time frame. Yeah, when a, when a torso makes a witty bon mont and no one's there to see his hand gestures, does it make a sound? <laughs> no, because then people could hear it. That's <laughs> oh, so great. So the rebels make a plan. They'll use a time, tra- a time transmitter to beam themselves straight into the doghouse, free Johnny, and get rid of this Norman King. Um, soon they, you know, they put it into action. They arrive in the dark side of the moon, hit a research oh, lab. I love this. And they start no, beaming no, the doghouse. Because, yeah. because, because they beam into the doghouse and it's like dude here's evans the fist here's yep. george moore alias the torso and they're kind of like giving you this shot by shot by shot by shot here's who's coming yeah, in they definitely take a minute awesome yeah to to introduce everybody besides uh middenface evans and george who we'll, we'll, we'll all remember mostly from uh, the mutant war and stuff um, mm-hmm. There's there's Frinton Fuzz, son of Clacton, Spud Murphy, uh, Noah makes Irish jokes when he's around, Low Blow <laughs> Specialist Big Eddie Little, who's a dwarf, uh, Sideways Smith, who's got kind of a head on, on his shoulder, 
Vince Scampy, who's like a crab, who's a uh, who's a shrimp man. Like he's actually normal size, but he's got a shrimp head, basically. Um, He'll bite you. Yeah, and Wolf Sternhammer, the only human in the bunch. Hey, why not? And That's it's right. all awesome because you're super excited. Let's fast forward to the Gronk. Well, I want to say first they start their attack as Johnny screams. But then, yeah, in the ventilation system, uh, the Gronk finally comes awake and looks through a nearby air grate to see Johnny Alpha being tortured as it goes. Uh, we get a quick like recap of how he came to be there and stuff. The rebels are solid snaking their way in, which is just sort of sneaking and avoiding the uh, view of security cameras and stuff. Video um, game reference noted. Doing my best. They eventually, however, come across some strontium dog, and the, lar- and the alarm goes up. The rebels are on the base! I guess we're going to have to shoot some strontium dogs. That sucks. Yeah, the rebel, they try to sneak through a, a firing range, but Big Eddie gets hit. Uh, no, bite, Big bite. Eddie, I knew you for like five frogs. <laughs> bite Norman King's leg for me. <laughs> so brave. This drives Scampy kill crazy, and he guns down a whole bunch of strontium dogs. The alarm is out. Um, the rebels are marked for death. Meanwhile, the Gronk uses his gross metal-eating tongue Dude, to chew yes. through the grate and free Johnny from his bombs. I, I will say both uh, the torso and the Gronk are these guys who have mouths in their torsos. And in both <laughs> cases, it's kind of gross. Um, it is pretty gross, but you know what's great? Helps what? Helps the dude out. Helps the dude out. That's right. Yeah, definitely. Um so at the command center, King realizes the rebels are going to free Alpha, but they're able to fight back against those sneaky Owens, at least until the Garda catches Spud Murphy. Help my Bob, they've baked him! No! <laughs> but dude, they carry him away. Things seem alright, but oh my god, we're surrounded. How are we going to deal with this? And I, I'm just going to say for everyone, F you, Conrad, for making me stop here, because I just want to know what happens. Listen, they're, they're on cornered. Bo- yeah, they're on both sides. They're trapped, but those details won't stop them. There must be some way to save Johnny. Next time, dog ends. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. I just, I'm so bought in to what's going on, like, just crawling through the doghouse. Are you yeah. with us or are you against us? And, I, like, I was kind of hoping for this, like, dog pile of people to be in, but no, man, they're just trying to make ends meet and yeah. either meeting their own maker or uh, kind of bouncing out in one way or another. Yeah, I mean, I'll say that, like, you know, these strontium dogs are bounty hunters motivated by money. So if you give them a huge bounty, it's not you it's hard to expect them to sort of turn on um like loyalty or like some or anything like that, you know. Plus like they definitely well, have the taken, system working against them, man. Yeah, and they definitely the haven't thing. taken the steps to clear Johnny's name yet. So it's very much like sort of these old guard guys turning against the strons to sort of help this murderer as opposed to anything else, you know. It's just so good, and how things escalate is so real. Yeah, and it is, uh, and yeah. just kind of making your way through a difficult situation um, without much context seems to be really enjoyable. Yeah, the action's real amazing for sure. Episode one hundred and nineteen, Progs three hundred and eighty-three to three hundred and eighty-six, September and October nineteen eighty-four. Through one strontium dog. Speaking of metal, let's bust a fucking cap in this metal's ass and I guess escape hatch. That's right. Uh, Scripter about Alan Grant and John Wagner as Alan Grant. Art robot Carlos Escara, letting robot Jack Potter. And yeah, last time we ended on a big cliffhanger and in a classic cliffhanger faction, this time they're like, ah, screw that. And, um, you know, the, uh, the rebels are all pinned down by attacking strontium dogs. How will they escape? The escape hatch, namely the What's one that the wolf, hatch? yeah, the one that wolf blows in the wall next to them and allows them to escape deep into the bowels of the doghouse. Hey, man, no problems are going to come of this, especially with the weird whirring machinery that's inside the walls. Uh, it's fine. Hey, it's a space station. It's got a lot going on. Um, <laughs> they're forced to leave Spuds Murphy behind before they climb in there, and then the uh, the other dogs hunting them reroute after them, leaving Spuds behind. But the sticks are on the scene, and as oh, Spud God. tries to follow his buddies, they come behind him and gun him down. Bagora! It's, <laughs> it's a pretty grim scene. Like, everyone just kind of bails out. A couple of people stay behind, and there's just this silent shot of the sticks in shadowed coming yeah. into the area, like backlit. 
it's really fucking great. And the next time you see them, it's just shadows on the wall. Uh, and then the next scene is them just gunning spuds down. Yeah, a beloved man. character introduced only recently, but loved by all. I mean, you know, he's a good guy. He's a, he's a, he's a Irish. He's got a potato theme. I feel like spit on the nose. Yeah. I don't know if that's super cool, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, um, Meanwhile, the Gronk has freed Johnny, and they start to further escape. The Gronk eating through the cell door. As the rebels go through the uh, briefing hall, they're caught. Sideways, Smith gets blown away, and the dogs are trapped again as nerve gas is tossed into the briefing room. Ah, uh, God, I can't control myself. So, uh, meanwhile, the Gronk has freed Johnny, and they start to, like, keep escaping, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, my favorite part about all of this is just, like, how gentle he is with the Gronk. Like, he's, like, sounds sounds like they need help. Like, hey, let's do this thing. And then he's, like, petting him, basically. Just like, hey, don't worry about it. You're doing a good job. Like, he knows the yeah. thing. Has I got it from here. I know you can't handle here. it this far. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it's really just gentle. I, I like how hardcore... Alpha is, but he knows his friends. You know? Yeah, he knows his... Yeah, totally. Johnny's eating through the wall. He's on the loose. We gotta get Creelman before Wolf and the Rebels are killed. He runs through the cells, judo chopping and stealing guns as he goes. That's awesome. Pistol whipping a dude right in the face. Yeah. The Rebels are down to nerve gas as Johnny fights his way to the control center. And once he gets oh, there, everybody awesome. just gives up because he's like, listen, I'm Johnny Alpha. I got a gun. There's like <laughs> six guys of you. You all have guns. You know that I've already won. And they agree, basically. And, and Creelman is not pleased. Just yelling at dudes like, stop not killing him and kill him. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, you know, it's yeah. Johnny Alpha. Sir, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Um, anyhow, with as the dogs re, uh, prepare to kill the rebels, Johnny bursts in with Norman King, who he promptly Scooby-Doo's, i.e. pulls his mask off. And, uh, <laughs> and unlike Scooby-Doo, where the guy just goes to jail... It's just a fucking firing squad. Yeah, of like he reveals. Yeah, he reveals him as Creelman, and then as Creelman starts to begin like a your standard like hate filled speech, uh, you know, with the I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling mutants, and then all you mutants are like evil subhuman beings, uh, like all those yeah. strong team dogs in the room just open fire, giving him the full like Sony Corleone, like you know, look how they've massacred my hate leader kind of. Thing, blow so him away yeah. it's so awesome i hate you creelman uh never come back i hope you're dead forever uh it's great yeah um and so now the rebels are safe but there's still one battle to be fought the sticks brothers oh man face off is so good oh this is just so good this yeah. is payoff yeah. this is real fucking tangible goddamn payoff totally yeah the sticks has realized that with krillman dead the game the, the game's up and they try to leave um johnny rallies the mutants and they t um and sort of word comes down that the whole thing was a was a frame up and stuff like that so johnny's name is cleared um, and the Stixes try to head for the time room to teleport away where oh, the God. torso from no, Newcastle no, was holding the No, no, I forgot about this until you said it. I hate you, and I hate this, hey, and I never want this to have happened. Hate the Stixes, man, because those monsters take the torso out with a frag grenade. The oh. heroic George Moore, the heroic torso from Newcastle, uses his final breath to take out the time machine, trapping the Stixes so they will receive justice. Rest in power, torso from Newcastle. May you be uh, guided to heaven on the torsos of angels. <laughs> That's the best part. That's the best part you you want an angel to carry you with. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> trapped. Johnny offers the sticks a deal. They'll have a shoot a showdown shootout, and if the sticks is win, they can go free. The sticks agree, and of course, plan to cheat. But Johnny and Wolf, it's not their first rodeo, and they cheat right back. The sticks are dead. Oh yeah, man! You don't stay alive by letting the sticks just cheat you the shit out of life. You no, know you they're gonna dude. cheat. Yeah, all they all they've done throughout this whole thing has basically been getting showdown situations and cheat and kill people. Um, so it's good to yeah. see them ho uh, hoisted by their own petards here. Um, oh, that's so great. So with 
the with peace brought back to the dog the doghouse um all the bodies both hero and villain are sent back to earth for processing um including our four our four mutant heroes that died the final victims of nelson bunker creelman man yeah. why is it that every time strontium dog comes in it's so awesome but it just has to kick me in my feels as hard as it can repeatedly yeah these guys, I, I these love guys know, this series. Yeah, they know what they're doing for sure. Uh, Strontium Dog will return in Prague 416. Thank you, Alan Grant. Thank yeah. you, Carlos Escara. Also, and John thank Wagner you, writing sir. in there. Yeah, they're oh, good yeah, guys. And Do- Jack Potter for yeah. doing doing the yeoman's work. Yeah, this is a really fun story. I just love, yeah, you, like you said, like once it gets started, just it's a constant chase. There's constantly action going on one way or another. Um, there might be one or two uh, like parts, like if there is a slow part, it's a part that just lets you catch your breath before the next big yes. like section begins and stuff. It feels like running. And yeah. uh, like it's been this thing that I feel like you and I have held up this entire time since it started just saying like oh my god it's so good oh yeah so good oh my god yeah i mean honestly it's kind of par for the course for strontium dog which i know is both is is a favorite of both of ours for sure um this is just a great yeah like you know over 20 issues like keeping things together for the summer um and just being a really amazing example of strontium dog you know a continuation of the world of strontium dog is sort of this Mm -hmm. you know sequel to the portion of a mutant stuff um one thing we'll see sort of coming out of this especially is an increased role for midden for uh, uh midden face who awesome. is going to become like first a, a, a major secondary character in Strontium Dog and eventually a, 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 a main character in his own right, um, sort of as the oh, years go by. That's excellent. Yeah, this is a real coming out party for Midden Face and stuff. I'm really excited for where that's going to go and just how Strontium Dog is going in general. It's real fun, real stoked to get him back in 1985. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I love your nubs. He's got those nubs, buddy. <laughs> And that was Outlaw. Strontium Dog would take a bit of a break after this story, not coming back until May of 1985, when it would begin the inevitable journey to the slavers of drool, the Ragnarok job, and inevitably rage. At least some of which we'll cover uh, in the course of these collections, I'm sure. I'm also told that eventually Nelson Creelman will make a return of some sort, but that's too far, that's much too far in the future for me. Top Outlaw Moments, the pace! We talked about this constantly during the episode, but Outlaw starts fast and becomes just a massive chase with very little downtime throughout. It's great storytelling and an amazing use of the limited space and sort of entry action cliffhanger uh, format that 2000 AD is famed for. Next, the return of the torso and the other old guard, I guess, uh... In the course of Portrait of a Mutant, we got to know all these different cool mutants. So, out, so Outlaw is an excellent chance to get reacquainted with old friends and give some of these old timers a chance to go out in a blaze of glory. Finally, the world of Strontium Dog. I mean, it's kind of a minor thing, but I really enjoyed all these scenes in the balmy Arctic, um, Antarctic rainforests, heading out to a Scottish planet and finally getting a vague sense of how the doghouse works. And just how many times a grunk can have a fatal heart attack and then come back to life. What did you think of Strontium Dog Outlaw? A fun chance to get the old revolutionary band back together and have some crazy fights? Just more random action men doing action things? Let me know what you think by emailing me at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages on Twitter. We're at Space Spinner 2K. For everything else, look up Space Spinner 2000. We should be there. You can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, the Google Play Store, or our podcast site at spacespinner2000.com. Thanks for listening. This Space Spinner 2000 collection will be back soon with awesome 2000 AD action. Until then, I'm Conrad, and this has been the Space Spinner collection for Strontium Dog Outlaw Splendig Verthrig.